Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by my friends over at ChopC60.com. If you haven't heard of Carbon 60 or otherwise called C60 before, it is a powerful Nobel Prize winning antioxidant that helps to optimize mitochondrial function, fights inflammation, and neutralizes toxic free radicals. I'm a huge fan of using C60 in conjunction with a healthy lifestyle to support your immune system, help your body detox, and increase energy and mental clarity. If you are over the age of 40 and you'd like to kick fatigue and brain fog to the curb this year, visit shopc60.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS for 15% off your first order and start taking back control over your health today. The products I use, I use their C60 in organic MCT coconut oil. They have it in various different flavors. They also have sugar-free gummies that are made with allulose and monk fruit. They also have carbon 60 and organic avocado and extra virgin olive oil. When it's combined with these fats, it absorbs more effectively. And carbon 60 is great as a natural energizing tool because it really helps your mitochondria optimize your energy production. Now, if you take it late at night, for some individuals, it may seem a little bit stimulating. So that's why we recommend taking it earlier in the day, and it will give you that great energy, that great great mental clarity that you want all day long. It will help reduce the effects of oxidative stress and aging and really help you thrive. So again, guys, go to shopc60.com. Use the coupon code JOCKERS to save 15% off your first order and start taking back control of your health today. Well, hey, welcome to 2024. And this is our first Q&A of the year. And I get these questions from you guys. You're finding me on Instagram, Dr. Jockers on Instagram, where I'm constantly putting up really good content. You can always ask questions there. You can email us at info at drjockers.com with any questions you have that you'd like for us, like for me to address on this podcast. Um, we scroll through Facebook to help answer questions on my Dr. David Jockers Facebook page. So whatever social media you use, YouTube uh, as well, we are pulling questions and answering them on these monthly Q&As. So if you have a particular question, go follow me on Dr. Jockers on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. Ask your question. You can also email us again at info at drjockers.com as well. We have some great questions. Mary is looking to lose 10 pounds over the next 60 days. So we're gonna go through the best strategies for a fat burning plan to accelerate weight loss and fat burning. Judy on Facebook is asking about key nutrient deficiencies associated with the immune system and what kind of nutrient deficiencies may predispose you to have to, to, to get the flu or a cold and to have a worse bout with it. And that's really important, especially this time of year. Deanna is asking about a protocol for getting mold out of the sinuses. That's very important. And so we're going to go through that. Brittany on Instagram, she's asking about she and her husband are having trouble getting pregnant and they want to know what key nutrients they may be deficient in. So I'm going to go through that. 
And then finally, Vanessa on the website is asking about her two and a half year old that has an ongoing upper respiratory infection and what kind of strategies we can use with a two and a half year old. So great questions. Love getting your questions. Again, you can email us at info at drjockers.com or DM me on Instagram, Dr. Jockers. Just follow me on Instagram, DM me. Um, or Facebook or YouTube. So look out for me all over different social media. And also, if you've not subscribed to this podcast, now's the time to do it. Subscribe, leave a five-star review. That helps us reach more people and make a difference in more people's lives. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for being a part of our community. And let's go with this first question. Mary on Instagram, she says, I'm looking to lose 10 pounds over the next 60 days. What should I do to drop the weight? This is a great question. If I'm gonna lose 10 pounds over the next 60 days, First thing I'm going to do is a blood sugar stabilizing nutrition plan. So I'm going to really prioritize protein, getting 30 to 50 grams of protein in each meal. I'm also going to eat healthy fats. I want to get 15 to 30 grams or so of healthy fats. It's going to be coming from high polyphenol, extra virgin olive oil, avocados or avocado oil, grass-fed butter, coconut oil, grass-fed meats, pasture-raised eggs. That's really where I want to get my healthy fats from. So I'm going to take out things like nuts and seeds, actually. I'm not going to eat, or at least I'm going to reduce them. I'm not going to eat a whole lot of them. I'm going to really prioritize healthy meats, grass-fed, pasture-raised animal products. I'm also going to really prioritize, again, those healthy fats like I talked about, and then making sure that I'm consuming a lot of polyphenols, a lot of different colored fruits and vegetables. And I'm going to eat to, to my satiation point. And the good thing is when I'm eating a high protein diet like that, the protein naturally stimulates satiety. And that satiety is going to help you with fat burning. It's going to help you with lean body tissue development. So it's going to help preserve muscle and bone tissue. So I'm going to, I'm going to eat a diet like that. I'm going to eat two to three meals over roughly an eight hour eating window. So I might eat my first meal at 10 a.m., another meal at like a smaller meal at like one o'clock, two o'clock, somewhere in that range, and then dinner at, let's say five, 5.30. So I wanna condense that eating window to roughly eight hours and have a 16 hour fasting window overnight. So eating an earlier dinner is a really good idea if you're able to do that with your schedule because that's great for your circadian rhythm. And then pushing back your breakfast to, let's say, again, like 10 a.m., so 10 to 6. So condensing, compressing that eating window like that gives your body time to undergo autophagy, deeper fat burning to get insulin down. That's key. And then the blood sugar stabilizing diet, like I talked about, 30 to 50 grams of protein, some healthy fats in there, 15 to 30 grams of healthy fats, and then fill it up with you know different phytonutrients, berries, different types of fruit, vegetables, non-starchy vegetables, things like that you consume and you feel good with. Now, if there's particular foods that you consume, like let's say you eat broccoli and you get a lot of gas and bloating, then I would avoid broccoli um, if you're not doing well with that. And so if there's anything, even if it's a healthy food, but you don't feel good with it, you eat eggs, you feel bloated, then I would avoid that. So I would really try to pay attention over the next week or two, how your body responds to the various foods you put in and reduce the foods that you just don't feel as good. You feel more inflamed with. So that way you are more isolating different foods that your body's not responding to. And that's going to help you because the less stress you put on your digestive system by consuming foods that you're sensitive to or have an intolerance to, the 
more energy, less stress, the more energy you're going to have for healing and repairing and fat burning. So that's key. Now you also want to reg do regular exercise. I would go out and I would make sure I'm doing some level of light movement or cardio in the morning, maybe take a walk, go for a walk. Or if you've got, you know, if it's if the weather's not good, it's not, doesn't uh, call for it. Maybe it's raining out. Perhaps you've got something in, you know, a treadmill or something like that, or a stationary bike. If not, you can even just do stairs. If you have stairs in your house or, or, um, you know, just kind of walk around your house, just try to get a lot of steps in, get it, get, you know, try to do a mile or so in the morning when you wake up, that movement is going to help stimulate more fat burning. And then I would also try to make sure I'm getting strength training, some sort of resistance training in three to five days a week. So I want to work out really more days than I don't. So roughly, you know, let's say three, four days a week, getting a really good workout, um, maybe even five days a week doing strength training. And so you may need a gym or you may have some, some free weights around the house, but I want to do upper body one day, lower body the next. So upper body is going to be push-pull exercises. So push-ups followed by bent over rows, for example, which is like basically the opposite of a push-up. And so that way you're working opposite muscle groups and you're doing supersets with very short rest in between sets, that's going to stimulate more fat burning, more lean body tissue development. Lower body is probably the most important muscle groups that you're working for fat burning. So squats, deadlifts, lunges, those are really great exercises for stimulating a lot of muscle tissue and stimulating more growth hormone release, more fat burning. So making sure we're doing legs. I, in fact, I would recommend doing legs you know, doing some sort of strength training for legs at least two days a week, maybe three days. So like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, leg days, you know, you're doing squats, you're doing, doesn't have to be long workouts, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, somewhere in that range, squats, lunges, deadlifts, things like that. Make sure you're recovered. You know, you might have a little bit of soreness the next day by the, you know, second day, you should have minimal soreness. So that way you're going right back to it. So in the beginning, you might need a little bit more rest days, maybe three days in between. Um, so you might start with two days a week, and then as your body gets more conditioned and more fit, you can incorporate another leg workout in. So that way you're doing it like three days a week, upper body twice a week, ideally. So if you're able to do something like that, that's going to really, really help you with your, with toning your muscle and helping burn fat for fuel. So that's key, making sure you're really dialing in your circadian rhythm. So that means going to bed at a good time. Every hour of sleep before midnight is equivalent to three hours of the regenerative capacity of sleep after midnight. You release a lot more growth hormone and a lot more melatonin early in the evening. And so, you know, roughly by going to bed, for example, by let's say 10 o'clock, you're going to get a lot more growth hormone, a lot more melatonin release. That's going to help strengthen your mitochondria. It's going to help stimulate more fat burning. Uh, it's going to help stimulate more lean body tissue development, so more muscle tissue and bone. And that's going to help with the fat burning. So really trying to get to bed at a good time. And after dark, dim all the lights in your house. Make sure you've got blue light blocking glasses on. So if you're on a device, you're watching something on TV, you are not getting a lot of blue light stimulation. That throws off your melatonin, throws off your circadian rhythm. So super important to make sure that you're minimizing blue light exposure after dark. And then early in the day, trying to get some sort of bright light exposure, ideally outside, even if it's overcast getting outside. That's why I like that walk earlier in the day. That helps set your circadian rhythm. It tells your brain, okay, well, it's wake up time. So I need to release more stress hormones, more cortisol, which is a fat burning hormone and more adrenaline. 
And that's good that you need a release of that early in the day. It gives you a lot of wakefulness, helps you with mental clarity, with cognitive acceleration, ability to think sharply and quickly. And then also it helps with fat burning and setting your circadian rhythm. So that way you're in the evening, you're ready for a really great sleep. You want to really prioritize good sleep, seven to nine hours of sleep, trying to get, you know, you can track your, your, your deep sleep and your REM sleep. So trying to get like roughly an hour and a half to two hours of each of those of, of deep and REM sleep overnight, that's going to help set you up for great fat burning, great metabolic health as a whole. So those are all keys. And then some other helpful things can be doing a little bit of cold in your shower. So when you take a shower, finish it with, let's say 60 seconds, 60 to 90 seconds of cold. And it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a shock on your system. I typically will flex my muscles, kind of pump my muscles back and forth, which gets more blood flow going. That's going to release cold shock proteins. It's going to help stimulate brown fat, which is metabolically active fat. And so you can turn some of your beige fat, which is less metabolically active. It's, it's kind of in between fat. It's not visceral fat, which is the real dangerous fat, but it can turn into visceral fat. Um, the beige fat, if we don't stimulate it. And so this really stimulates that that beige fat can turn into brown fat, which is more metabolically active. The more brown fat you have, the less chance of metabolic disease, the better fat burning you have, less inflammation in your system. So that cold shower, it also really is energizing. So it's great, especially early in the day. Um, you know, if you're taking a shower at night, you got to kind of have to watch it. Some people sleep great after doing this. Some people don't. Some people it overstimulates them. So kind of have to be careful there. I would start this when you're doing showers earlier in the day to get that, again, that cold release. That would be phenomenal for you. And then if you're able to get, if you have like access to an infrared, to a, some sort of sauna, could be a steam sauna, ideally infrared sauna in your home, using that three, four days a week and getting 20 to 30 minutes of really good deep sweat with the infrared sauna, the infrared sauna will help mobilize fatty acids, will help you release toxins. The sweating obviously is one way that you pull it out, pull toxicity out, obviously making sure you're hyd well hydrated. That's great. That will really help you. So I think those are all really good, good ideas. And then, you know, when, when you start your day, I always recommend starting your day with some warm lemon water or like a good herbal tea. Like there's one called everyday detox or a ginger tea or something like that. Licorice root tea. A lot of different types that are out there. Some sort of a good detox organic tea. Utilizing that, drinking that um, can be super helpful. Uh, there's a great company, Peak Tea, that we work with. They've got a whole bunch of different great fasting teas that are phenomenal for helping stimulate fat burning. And so um, I would start my day with herbal tea and that, or, or warm lemon water. And then also if you're, if you tolerate it well, if you do well, a good quality coffee, I like life boost coffee. You can find uh, information on that on, on my website, drjockers.com, but a good coffee can, will stimulate autophagy and stimulate fat burning. As long as you respond well to it, there are, are you know, I would say probably 25% of the population that does really poorly with coffee and that overstimulates them. They don't metabolize the caffeine. Well, they don't feel good. So if that's you, then avoid it, right? Just do the herbal teas. If not, you do well with coffee, great. Drink, drink some black coffee and that will help with uh, fat burning in general. So these would be some strategies, baseline strategies that I would do and really focus in on. And I think that's gonna really help you with losing 10 pounds over the next 60 days. You absolutely can do it. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people 
lose body fat. I mean, lose 5% body fat in a, in a course of two months. That's, that's, that's definitely something that's possible if you set yourself up for success, set up the right plan, kind of like I just talked about. So great question, Mary. Hopefully that was helpful for you guys. Um, if you want any more clarity, you can email us at info at drjockers.com. Reach out to us on Instagram, uh, drjockers at Instagram. Myself and my team will go through a lot of those DMs. Um, Facebook, of course, YouTube, YouTube questions. We try to go through as many of these as we can. Judy on Facebook says, my family and I have gotten the flu this past month and we had colds last month. I'm wondering if we have nutrient deficiencies. Yeah, you know, if you're getting frequent rounds of illness, there's a good chance. You know, I, I think that any more than like two or three colds and a flu in a year, um, there's a good chance that you're being exposed to some level of toxicity and or you've got nutrient deficiencies or your circadian rhythm is really out of whack or you're not sleeping well. So you really want to dive deeper into those things. Are you staying up too late at night? Are you getting too much blue light exposure at night? Perhaps is there water damage in your house? Are you exposed to being exposed to mold and mycotoxins? Is that driving a chronic inflammatory response in your system? Do you have some sort of oral infection, gingivitis or uh, a cavity or something like that? That could perhaps be driving some some level of chronic inflammatory response that's weakening your immune system. So these are all ideas that you want to look at. Now, when it comes to nutrient deficiencies, a couple key nutrients I think about when it comes to the immune system. Vitamin D, huge, really important. You want to get your 25-hydroxy vitamin D levels checked. You should check it probably twice a year with blood work. And you want to make sure that's up over 60, 60 to 100 nanograms per milliliter is a really good range for it. And that's pretty wide range. And even if you go over a hundred, if you're 120, 130, not, not very uh, concerned about that. There's no reports of toxicity until you're up over 200 nanograms per milliliter. It takes a lot of high dose vitamin D supplementation to get there, like 50,000 a day to, to get up into that range. Don't take 50,000 a day. Take something like 10,000 a day. Now, short term, if you have a cold or flu, you could take 50,000 a day for maybe up to a week. But in general, I recommend taking about 1,000 international units per 25 pounds of body weight. And in an acute situation, or if you're very deficient, if you test your levels and you're like 25, 15, 12, you know, and you want to get it up to 60 to 100, then take 2,000 international units per 25 pounds of body weight. So if you weigh 200 pounds, that would be 16,000 international units per day, somewhere in that range, you know, 10 to 20,000 per day would be what I'd be looking to do. And you wanna take that with meals. Vitamin D always best with meals and ideally paired with vitamin K2. You may also consider taking magnesium uh, as well, which really helps with vitamin D absorption. And most people are very deficient in magnesium anyways, and that's great for relaxing, calming the brain, reducing stress, um, helping you have really good sharp memory and uh, thinking sharper, quicker, being able to sleep more effectively. So magnesium also a real key there. Um, so vitamin D, it would be the first one that I think about. Number two is zinc. A lot of people are very zinc deficient. So that's something that I look at on lab work. Zinc should be roughly between 90 to 135 on our, our, our plasma zinc levels when we're looking at that on, on blood work. Um, most people are pretty deficient in zinc from my experience looking at labs. And I would typically recommend adding in, you know, roughly about 20 to 25 milligrams extra zinc a day. I think you're in a safe range there without getting too much zinc, uh, but but a safe zone. Now, 
if you are acutely sick, if you're dealing with the cold or flu, your body's really going through zinc quickly. It's eating up zinc because zinc is key for viral, for reducing viral, viral replication. So if you are sick, you're dealing with a virus or bacterial infection of some type, you're depleting your zinc levels. Your body's going through zinc quicker. So therefore you may, for a short period of time, a week or so, do 50 milligrams. Uh, a day, 25 milligrams, maybe twice a day, something along those lines. But usually that we're going to do that for a short period of time uh, from a supplement perspective. And then we're going to focus on roughly 15 to 25 milligrams a day, extra supplemental zinc. And that can be really, really key for helping prevent colds and flus. Just about everybody that I, I've done that with, it significantly reduces the frequency and the severity of the colds and flus that they do experience. So zinc is really key. Um, other nutrients that I think about, vitamin C. So if your body's just under a lot of oxidative stress, if you're under a lot of stress in general, if you're dealing with chemical toxicity inside your body, you're going to be depleting vitamin C and glutathione. So taking some extra vitamin C, maybe one to two grams a day, I usually take that away from meals unless you have anemia, unless you have some sort of like iron deficiency that you perhaps you've had in the past, then, then we'll take it with meals. Otherwise, we'll usually take it first thing in the morning and at night before bed, vitamin C. You can also look at glutathione supporting agents like N-acetylcysteine, acetylated glutathione. That can be really powerful for supporting the immune system as well. So those would be like, that's kind of the, the core bunch right there that I focus on as far as nutrient, key nutrient deficiencies. One, one last one is selenium, an extra 100 micrograms, really low, that's pretty low dose, 100 to 200 micrograms of selenium can be really helpful as well. Um, and selenium, the selenoproteins help boost glutathione. So it has a glutathione supporting effect. So if you're also supplementing with glutathione, um, that may reduce your need for selenium. So, but taking some extra selenium or finding like a good, multivitamin or a great kind of immune support nutrient uh, that has that in there can be helpful. You know, I use the Immunocharge on our website, which has zinc, vitamin D, it has selenium in clinical doses as well, right? So like the doses I'm talking about, 100 micrograms, 200 micrograms of selenium, 25 milligrams of zinc, 5,000 international units of vitamin D3. It also has vitamin K2 in there, which is what you want to pair uh, vitamin D with, and then also it has magnesium in there. Uh, we talked about that and it has vitamin A as well. And vitamin A plays a role with, um, vitamin D utilization within the cell. So vitamin A, if you're deficient in that, you're not going to get the activation of vitamin D receptor. So vitamin A is also real important there. So anyways, it's got everything in there. It's got a bunch of different herbs, N-acetylcysteine for boosting uh, glutathione. So that's my go-to. It's called Immunocharge. Just find that. That would be the supplement I would give you that really gives you a, a broad spectrum immune support that will reduce your experience of cold, flu, right? It'll, it'll reduce the severity and frequency of those, those types of things. So thank you, Judy. I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know that this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Paleo Valley. They make the most powerful, pure vitamin C supplement you can get. Because unlike most vitamin C supplements containing synthetic ingredients that are created in the lab, Paleo Valley Essential C Complex is made from three of the most potent whole food sources of vitamin C on the planet. Nothing weird, just food. 
Check them out at paleovalley.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off today. Deanna on our website, she says, is there a protocol for getting mold out of the sinuses? So mold in the sinuses, obviously, first thing you want to do is reduce your exposure to mold and mycotoxins. So if you have them in your home, you want to get that cleaned up and remediated. In the meantime, while, while you don't, uh, ideally avoid the areas where there's higher mold and mycotoxin exposure in those areas of the house. Consider, you know, going and living with family or whatever you can do to, to reduce your exposure. You can also get air filtration, good HVAC system. Um, there's a couple of different great brands of air filters, like the Air Doctor, which is a great HVAC system. And then there's also the EnviroCleanse, which has kind of a rare earth mineral technology that helps bind and destroy mold and mycotoxins in the system. So be worth considering getting one of those for sure. And then spending a lot of time outside can be really helpful. And then as far as nasal, obviously we want to have a good diet. We want to open up all our detox and drainage pathways, things like that. All the kind of cornerstone stuff, circadian rhythm, making sure circadian rhythm is functioning well. But then what I recommend for, for getting it out of there is there's two different nasal sprays. One is called X-Clear. And that has got grapefruit seed extract, which is natural antifungal. It's also got xylitol in there. Um, and this works great. So you use the X clear and you spray that up deep into your sinuses. And then you also utilize, we have one called Ion Sinus, which is basically fulvic humic acids, which are kind of these amazing, you know, deep earth compounds that are smaller than the cells of our body and they help to regulate the respiratory system the sinus uh the junctions the 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 the, the little gaps in in the cells in the sinuses and they help basically create uh, greater integrity in the sinus cavities and support the overall cellular health of those cells so i'll use both um one is basically to help kill and destroy that's the x clear the other is to help strengthen the cells in the sinus cavity. So using both of those twice a day, morning and night, can be really, really helpful for getting rid of the mold out of the sinuses. And we have some really great articles as well on that um, sinus congestion and, and whatnot that you can find on drjockers.com. Brittany on Instagram says, my husband and I are having trouble getting pregnant and we would really like to get pregnant this new year. Are there any key nutrients that we may be deficient in? Well, whenever we're looking at infertility, there's a lot of things that we need to take into account. Um, from a female perspective, we have to consider things like endometriosis, PCOS, irregularity in the uh, menstrual cycle that we have to look at and perhaps consider root causes, hypothyroidism. And then from a, from a male perspective, obviously, we've got to look at sluggish and unhealthy sperm. Now, from a, a nutrient perspective, some of the key nutrients, I already talked about a bunch of these actually, is very similar to the immune system. Vitamin D, a lot of research on vitamin D deficiency related to poor sperm motility, as well as things like endometriosis, PCOS, menstrual irregularities, and, for, and infertility. So getting your vitamin D levels up, zinc, super important. In fact, zinc is probably my number one nutrient when it comes to healthy fertility and healthy embryonic development of the, of the child. So making sure we're getting that zinc, that's super key. 
couple other nutrients, B vitamins are key, particularly getting the right form. Typically, it's going to be a methylated form like methylcobalamin for vitamin B12, methylfolate for folate, P5P for vitamin B6. Those are some key nutrients. And so if you find like a really good multivitamin or, or a prenatal multivitamin, I know I've got a bunch on drjockers.com on our store. It's going to, you want to make sure it's got higher doses of those B vitamins, prenatal, uh, basic prenatal B vitamins, methylated B vitamins. So that's super key. And then lastly, iron. So a lot of women are anemic or subclinically anemic to where they're not getting, they're not able to create enough healthy red blood cells with good oxygen carrying capacity. And so therefore they're not able to get nutrients and oxygen to the cells. So their cells are not functioning well, and that's going to impact their fertility. So making sure you're not anemic, getting some good, good quality blood work, you know, would be great. Being able to look at inflammatory markers, looking at things like insulin resistance, which we know is strongly correlated with PCOS and PCOS is strongly correlated with infertility. So somebody with very high insulin is going to have a woman with very high insulin is going to much have much greater chance of having PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and also infertility. And also insulin resistance associated with endometriosis as well. So different women respond differently to insulin resistance, but I would really want to look at where, what your insulin levels look like. Obviously looking at your iron status. And so your red blood cells, your hemoglobin, hematocrit, your iron storage capacity, your serum ferritin, all of that, getting a full iron panel can be really helpful here. Looking at your zinc to copper ratio and overall zinc levels, vitamin D, 25-hydroxy vitamin D. So all of those things, you got. You can look, Brittany, on our website. We have a comprehensive blood analysis that goes through everything in detail. That's what I would get. And that will really help help us understand better what exactly is going on and what you need. And I would recommend your husband get it as well so we can look to see if there's any issues going on with him as well. Uh, let's see, Vanessa on our website, last question. She says, what is safe and can be given to a two and a half year old with an ongoing upper respiratory infection for over a month? She was given antibiotics prescribed by a pediatrician, but I don't want to give her any further medications. So with a two and a half year old, obviously it's tough because you know th they can't really swallow pills and things like that. So it makes it, certainly makes it harder. But I recommend probiotics for sure. Lots of broths and, and you know, you can try to do herbal teas and flavor them with stevia. And that can be helpful. Soups and broths with lots of garlic in them can be super helpful uh, for, for a child to be able to consume. And as far as, you know, there's a lot of different things that you can do. You can nebulize hydrogen peroxide. So you just get a little nebulizer. And if if they will let you, I know this can be tough. We tried it with with my two and a half year old too. And she didn't want to wear it for very long, but putting the mask over her face and allowing the the hydrogen peroxide with the saline to get in there can really do a great job of breaking down the infection and helping get rid of it. So that will help really get into the lungs. Um, you can also nebulize silver and you can also do um, nano or colloidal silver that you can spray in. And, you know, nano silver is probably the safest. Colloidal silver is plenty safe as well. Um, you just don't want to get like elemental silver, but colloidal silver, nano silver, be spraying that in the, in her mouth ongoing throughout the day. And then also you can nebulize it. You can nebulize the 
hydrogen peroxide, like I talked about. Some people like to put iodine in there as well. Um, and that can be really helpful. Iodine is natural antimicrobial. Some people respond even better when they add the iodine to the hydrogen peroxide. Um, just a few drops. We have one called deox detoxidine. That's a great one to use. There's also Ludol's iodine that you can add in to the nebulizer, right? So the nebulizer takes these liquids and makes a gas, a steam. And that steam, you're able to inhale and get the compounds, the hydrogen peroxide, the iodine, the silver, deep into the lungs, right? And that's how you get it right in the lungs to help kill off any sort of microbes that are in there. Um, you can also nebulize glutathione. There's a, a form you want to reduce form of glutathione. We have a specific form. When it, when it comes to nebulizing glutathione, you can't just take anything, N-acetylcysteine or acetylated glutathione. It's not going to break down well and create that gas. So you want to use a reduced glutathione form. There's a specific form that we have on our website. Or if you look up nebulizing hydrogen peroxide on drjockers.com, you'll find a detailed article. And we also go through how to nebulize glutathione in there. And that's a real specific protocol. So make sure you're looking at that and following that. And that's a really great strategy for helping children or really anybody overcome upper respiratory infections. So it also can help with sinuses, but it's more specific for getting into the lungs. So that's really helpful there. And then I would certainly be supporting her with, um, I'm just assuming it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a she. I would support her with probiotics. And you can find a little, you can even either open up a capsule of probiotics, put it in water, put it in herbal tea, things like that, put it in like a juice, or you can find liquid probiotics that you can utilize as well. Vitamin D, you can find vitamin D liquid. We have a great one, vitamin D3K2 liquid on drjockers.com that you can utilize. So I would definitely be supporting her vitamin D levels. Um, we have a zinc elderberry lozenge that tastes great, flavored with stevia. My kids love it. That's a great way to get zinc in her because she's basically, it's almost like eating a piece of candy, but she's getting zinc and elderberry, which elderberry is high in quercetin. And that combo of zinc quercetin, quercetin is a zinc ionophore, which helps move zinc into the cells where it can, you know, apply its viral replication um, impact. So it slows down viral replication, helps support the immune system. So anyways, a lot of, a lot of good options there. Really sorry to hear. I mean, when you have a child with an ongoing upper respiratory infection, that is really tough, especially over a month. Um, my heart goes out to you, Vanessa. Hopefully this was helpful. I know my team following up with you, responding to this comment as well. Um, so hopefully that hopefully you're starting to apply these, these uh, practices and getting results with your two and a half year old. Our heart and our prayers go out to you there. So anyways, great questions today. A lot of great stuff. If you guys have questions, again, you could follow me on Facebook, Dr. David Jockers, YouTube, or Instagram, whatever your favorite social media is. And you can DM or write comments with any questions that you have. You can also email us at info at drjockers.com. If you have not subscribed to our channel, please do that now. And also leave us a review on Apple iTunes, wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps us reach more people and impact more lives. Thanks so much for doing that. Thank you for being a part of our community. And we'll see you guys in the next show. Be blessed. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. 
And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.